Near Protocol, a layer one using sharding and doom slug. Those are a couple of fun words, so let's find out how they are used in the Near Protocol. My name is Brian. And my name is Ross. And we are the, the Crypto Masters. Hey, welcome to the Crypto Masters Podcast, helping the general public to master an understanding of crypto assets. The topic of today's episode is Near Protocol. It's another layer one protocol. How is it different from the others? Let's find out. A quick reminder, our goal here at the Crypto Masters is to provide information about crypto assets to help the public decide if it's something that they may want to invest in and then do further research on their own. Yeah, Brian, we provide information about different crypto assets to allow the listeners to make their own investment and financial decisions. And guess what? We are not financial advisors, so this is not financial advice. Had Write it said. down. Had to be said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Near Protocol uses sharding, so I'm excited to use that word throughout this podcast. I'll, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you do that. <laughs> All right. So let's start though with some background. The founders of the Near Protocol are Ilya Pol- Polosukin and Alexander Skidinov, um, and it started as a machine learning project before it became a blockchain project in early of 2017. Uh, both of the founders have experience with major projects outside of crypto, including at Google. And the Near Protocol launched its mainnet on April 22nd of 2020, so not really that long ago. Fun fact, Near was named from the science fiction novel, The Singularity is Near. Ooh, scary. I've yet never, true. I've, I've never read have you, it. Yeah, I, I haven't read it either. They must it's watched. on my reading list, though. Is it? It is now. <laughs> okay, yeah. It does sound kind of interesting. We've talked about Singularity before when we talked about the project Singularity. Uh-huh. So I guess yeah. that was taken, so they had to call it Near. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Anyways, Near is a layer one, which we said, which means it competes Ooh. with Ethereum, Cardano, Avalanche, Tezos, Terra, Solana, Polkadot, Cosmos, and, and many others. Just a few comp, you know, yeah, competitors. Yeah, got there. some competitors out there. All right. So, in researching for this project, I repeatedly read that the Near Protocol attempts to be like user friendly and developer friendly. So, um, we can see um, how that worked out. And for instance, Near uses uh, human readable account names, unlike crypt- cryptographic wallet addresses common to Ethereum. So, you know, the zero X and then all the other numbers and letters that normally follow for near, they can use human readable account names. So I can see some benefit to that. Yeah. Very cool in my book. I gotta say. Yeah. So Ross, you had the food truck burrito for lunch. So why don't you tell us about sharding on near? Oh yes, <laughs> I did. Brian, I did. I had two burritos. for oh, lunch. Oh, that is not sitting. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, near uses sharding as its solution to scaling. It's blockchain. As we've discussed, you know, we've discussed sharding in previous podcasts, but sharding, general overview of sharding, is it's the technique used to split a single data set across multiple databases, allowing for parallel processing and more efficient use of the computational resources available. This is used by other projects and was used in databases, of course, before crypto, and is similar to what is on the ETH 2.0 roadmap. But, Brian... Near puts a different twist on sharding. Near uses what's called nightshade. Wow. 
they need like a superhero or something. Uh, <laughs> I'll come game. up with something behind this. Yeah. But <laughs> Nightshade, which is designed to enable dynamic resharding, which was, which has no cap on the number of shards, and it's uh, able to create and merge shards according to comp- computational needs at by the needs required by the network at any given time. So you can see, you know, as uh, the network requires more resources, it shards up oh, yeah. or shards out. You know, gotcha. So, that. Yeah, that's that seemed like a good idea. Yeah, so uh, this could make Nier's uh, transaction throughput able to scale higher than other sharding projects and other projects in crypto, for that matter. At this time, Night ha- Nightshade has only completed phase zero, called Simple Nightshade, <laughs> which has four shards and does about you know it's all rough and uh, numbers like this, but it's about three tra- three thousand transactions uh, per second throughput. Wow, nice. All right, Ross, so you've covered sharding, so I get to talk about Doom Slug. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it is not a giant monster slug that terrorizes Tokyo and battles Godzilla. But, it kind of sounds but that like would that. be a fun podcast yeah. episode. Doom <laughs> Slug. All right, it is the name of the consensus mechanism used by the Near Protocol. So Doom Slug is based on two rounds of consensus where a block is considered finalized as soon as it has received the first communication round. And this allows near-instant finality by having validators take turns producing blocks rather than competing directly based on their stake. We, we've heard of some others doing similar type things before, and that is a way to uh, uh, improve the speed. The name Slug is fantastic, but it really is a form of delegated proof of stake. Um, uh, boring. No, yeah, yeah. Some of the... <laughs> You know, they renamed it Doom Slug, but I've seen, you know, some of the uh, literature on it calls it a delegated proof of stake, which uh-huh. we have discussed yeah. before. And um, you'll recall in, in, on those discussions, uh, kind of the weakness of the delegated proof of stake is lack of decentralization. According to the NEAR Mainnet Explorer, the NEAR blockchain has currently has between 60 to 100 validators, um, okay. which... You know, is more than some other delegated proof of stakes we've talked about, but it's not a very big number when you consider some other um, projects decentralization. You know, at the uh, at the validator layer. Yeah, we've we've seen some around like twenty or thirty. So seeing this is yeah, definitely better. Right. So this is better, but I mean, you consider some others. I think Cardano has over three thousand. you know, stake pools, which is kind (laughs) of the equivalent of a validator. But yeah. Anyways, you know. there's always a trade-off. And it's not easy to become a validator. Not easy at all. Although there's technically no minimum stake to become a validator, um, there is a stake uh, uh, required of near tokens to be to become a validator, and it depends on the total amount staked by other validators. And currently the amount is around 60,000 near tokens to become a validator, which amounts to about 650,000 at today's price. $650,000. So we're talking more than a half a million to stake to be a validator. So that's a high barrier to entry. And also I understand that the top nodes hold the most stakes, have a disproportionate share of the network, something like um, the top, top six nodes currently um, cumulatively own like 33% of the total near that's staked. So uh-huh. um, again, uh, you know, we talked about it before, the trade-off among decentralization, scalability, and security, the trilemma of crypto. Ooh, um, I like it. 
with Nier, as with others, uh, you know, the trade-off is decentralization. Yeah, for sure. Well done, Brian. Well done. Thanks. Good job explaining the doom slug. Doom slug. <laughs> but yeah, Nier, uh, Nier runs its own virtual machine and has its own development developer environment, languages, and tools. But it wants to achieve a level of interoperability. And its EVM is called Aurora. And Aurora is unique in that it is a blockchain that runs as a smart contract on the Nier blockchain. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it means that Aurora provides a Ethereum Layer 2-like experience for both users and developers on Nier. Uh, Aurora is fully interoperable with Ethereum and all and all its different wallets and tools and stuff like that, um, allowing Ethereum developers to work in a familiar environment. And even with you know Aurora wallets, you can directly transfer, you know, convert to Ethereum if you want. Um, but Aurora does not have ETH gas fees. And there's a rainbow bridge on Aurora for bi-directional transfers of Ethereum assets into Nier. And another project, just to note, building on Nier that further increases Nier's multi-chain interoperability is Octopus Network. <laughs> Octopus Network is similar to Polkadot's design. Unlike Polkadot, which has a maximum of 100 parachains, there is no limit on app chains that are able to be built on the octopus network so the tentacles have no limit i guess it's more than eight so but it's still the octopus network but they i guess say maybe they are king of buzzwords you know on the the they they've got the yeah yeah a doom slug a doom slug it's just fun (laughs) to say you gotta admit oh and i don't know if i mentioned too um I don't think I did. Near uses uh, the Rust programming language, yeah. so that's kind of a competitor to Solana. So if you're, you know, Solana uses Rust as well. So maybe if you're a Solana developer, yeah, that's where you jump around with. So yeah, just yeah. a quick nip. All right, good to know. So let me talk about tokenomics. <laughs> the token is Near N E A R, um, and the current distribution is approximately thirty-eight percent to contributors and backers, thirty-eight percent for grants and foundation endowment, 12% early ecosystem, not sure what that means, and 12% community sale. Um, so we've talked, you know, we always talk about how much do the backers get, you know, uh, in this case, the, the, they, they do have some, uh, venture capital investments. So I guess between them, the VCs and the um, founders slash backers is 38%, which is, which is pretty high in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, as I said, Near Protocol launches mainnet on April 22nd of 2020. Uh, 5% of the additional supply is issued each year to support the network as the Epoch Awards. You know, it is proof of stake, so they are going to have some um, inflation, and here it's, uh, it's 5% a year. And so the Near token is used for uh, fees um, for processing transactions and storing data, running validator nodes, as we've said, and for governance. So pretty typical um, use of a, of a token. Um, the market cap right now is around 6.8 billion, which puts it dollars, um, which puts it around uh, 23 in the market cap ranking as of the date of this pro- pro- podcast. And I've got to say, Ross, that's a pretty fast climb up the ladder. Um, and it, it, to me, it kind of quietly climbed up the the market cap in, in a fairly short amount of time. So it's, yeah. it's been doing well. Yeah, it, it has. I feel like I, when I first heard of Nier, you know, it was down to like 
and I couldn't I couldn't tell you a date on this, but it was down in the forties. And every time I check, I feel like near is just oh, it's higher than it was last. You know, yeah. So I, I think quiet. it's had a retracement recently, but when a lot of the things were were flat and going down at the end of twenty twenty one, you know, it was still having a good run up. So uh, yeah. yeah. So where can you buy near? Well, um, it's on Binance, uh, HitBTC, Gate.io, Crypto.com, and Binance US. And just to note, if you're in the the US, the the two I'd say we'd recommend to buy it on, or the easiest to buy it on, would be Crypto.com and Binance US. And it, I will say, it used to be difficult for US citizens to get their hands on near, but uh, things have gotten a lot better over time, and especially in the recent months and years. So yeah, well, and as it climbs the uh, market cap chart, you know, more people are going to want it. Oh yeah, you just if it's that high, like in the twenties, yeah, you probably need it on your exchange for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and just a couple random quick notes. I'll say, please, please, please make sure you check out the near website for all things near because this one's complicated. It. It just has a lot of moving pieces, and of course, have you seen, we've introduced uh, several new buzzwords, just like, <laughs> say it one more time. Doom slug. You got like doom slug. <laughs> um, but, you know, we hope to give, we've given a good uh, synopsis, and, you know, we seriously could make a full episode on the consensus mechanism and various aspects, you know, Rainbow Bridge, which I think we briefly mentioned, but doom slug, et cetera. Well, or, and, what did you think of their website, though? I, I, I didn't find it that user-friendly it kind of like wanted you to sign up right away or something did you notice that well um i will say one thing i was going to say here at the end was i was looking for a roadmap just on their website because i've heard of you know right. the roadmap every time i just couldn't find one um maybe i'm missing something some someone pointed out but especially for right now uh recording this february 13th 2022 i want to see what's going on next and i i just couldn't find a roadmap so yeah could you find one i'd I, I think I saw one, but, you know, it might have been in like a Medium post or something like that. That's the that. one I saw. Yeah, it okay. seemed dated. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, that would be helpful because, I, honestly, I don't know how. I mean, I, mean, I know there's uh, there's apps up and running on it, um, and uh-huh. mainly using the Aurora that you, you mentioned. But, um, you know, we talked about the, um, the sharding um, nightshade being at level zero. Uh-huh. I mean, and I did see that as a fact within the past month. Yeah. Um, but yes, that would have been nice to see, um, you know, the upcoming. So that could be in a sense, you know, our, in a sense, our fault. We didn't find it, but I mean, if you go to the website and you can't find their, yeah, it should be, I should be able to find easy. that very easily yeah. for sure. And that I will say re- really quickly, that's not to say they're not actively updating their project. I mean, I checked yeah. out their GitHub because I couldn't find the roadmap. And I mean, they had the updates like two hours ago, 30 minutes ago, you know, they're actively, you yeah. know, not to say they're not working on this very hard. So yeah. just something to know. All right, Ross, I think it might be time for final thoughts final thoughts who's up this week i believe it's me this week you ready to run with it oh i'm ready to run near to i couldn't think of a pun (laughs) the future is near oh yes my final thought is near i I give up (laughs) okay so my final thought is near with near i'm uh very high on near i really like near it sounds like a great project the team uh we didn't really get into you know too much about the team this time but fantastic group of guys uh they even won like i forgot the um the coding competition they're in kind of in high school college years but they won gold medals uh both the founders did in this competition so 
obviously very smart guys if you're going to make something of this uh, depth and magnitude in the crypto space. And I really like the idea that they're, you know, building bridges to make interoperability a thing because, um, you know, I know there's maxis that want to go all out in one coin, but I really think the future of crypto, especially in the, um, you know, Web 3.0 smart contract space, uh, bridges are going to be key for, you know, really building the new decentralized internet. So I think that's a big, uh, big deal. And then the, you know, doom slug, although fun to say the, uh, you know, dynamic sharding is so cool to uh, hear. And it, it really feels like they, they took their platform and said, you know, let's look at Ethereum and see if we can do things better. Let's look at all these different projects and collaborate and do something completely different and not just different in the name of difference, but different better. So I don't know. I really like this uh, project and, you know, uh, you, what you might get into, Brian, you know, it, it lacks decentralization. Um, but I think that's just, you know, the trade-off you get with delegated proof of stake. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. What you got for us, Brian? Well, you know, at the beginning I ask, how is it, it's another layer one project. How is it different from the other layer one protocols? You know, um, you know, let me say from the outset that the competition is stiff and fierce, you know. The competition, yeah, it's um, very fierce. So, you know, and there's always differences among the layer ones. But the main difference, it seems to me, after um, doing the research, is is the sharding. And, and not just sharding, because others use sharding, but sort of the, the, the type of sharding that they use. And, and, and as you said, the dynamic sharding seems to be an advantage over, um, you know, sort of regular sharding or some other sharding that's being discussed. I, I'm not sure exactly um, what, uh, you know, ETH 2.0 is, what type of sharding they're going to be doing, but I don't think it's the dynamic sharding. So that seems like that would be uh, uh, an advantage. Um, you know, we've come though across other, um, when we've done some of our other programs where other projects have said, we don't do sharding, you know, sharding is is bad or scary um so oh yeah we yeah we definitely yeah, you remember like those anti-sharding right sure. and i'm not saying I, I don't have the knowledge to opine on, on that or not i'm just saying obviously some projects think that sharding isn't the best way i, mm -hmm. I, I guess yeah or that there's dangers with sharding that that's what i recall was the thing there but i'm not i'm not saying that i mean so um to me, if you want to say, what's the one thing that makes Nier stand out? I, I, it seems to me it's this dynamic sharding. Plus, the um, combination that it's, it appears to have the interoperability, the way um, you, know, you described their interoperability with Ethereum um, was you know, sounded to be very advanced. I mean, if you can go back and forth that easily, um, you know, that's, there's just an advantage to that. That's sure. a good thing. And I know Cardano has talked about having, um, you know, it's interoperability with Ethereum, but I haven't heard much about it lately. And I don't think it's as, as far along as, is what you described. So, um, so those are definitely very good, good points for, for near, um, my concern, like you said, and like you knew was coming is, <laughs> yeah. is the decentralization, um, and again, I'm not knocking it necessarily. Uh, I mean, it's delegated proof of stake. And with delegated proof of stake, you, 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 you just boil it down to, in this case, you know, 60 to 80, I, I think is realistically where we're at, which isn't a small number. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's also not, uh, 
you know, a big enough number that you can really call it decentralized. I, I mean, I don't know. Who, who knows what the definition of decentralization is? But in any event, you know, that, that is a trade-off. And obviously they, they accepted it and that allows them to get, um, you know, very fast uh, speeds and, you know, along with the uh, sharding. So um, anyway, that, that's, that's if, you know, if I have to come up with a knock, uh, that, that's it. But overall, I, I really like the project. Um, you know, I think it's great that we're increasing both speed and interoperability. Um, it, it's just the competition is really fierce. I, I don't own any near NAT right now, but I, w I would. I mean, I would buy some. Oh, yeah, neither. I mean, yeah. I'm not going out this afternoon and buying any, but um, and mainly that's because of the competition. I'm not knocking the project at all. You're right. I think the team seems good. I think the tech seems good. Um, and, you know, and it's doing well. So that's great for the. Uh, for the crypto space. Yeah, Brian, I, I got to say one thing about, you know, you're talking about competition. I'm just excited for the next, I mean, three, four, five years yeah. in the crypto space with all these smart contract platforms. Kind of, you know, re not really what what's going to come out on top, but, you know, who's going to be the t leaders? Who's going to, you know, is someone going to dethrone Ethereum with, especially with Ethereum 2.0 coming up? I mean, it's it's very exciting stuff to well, say the least. Not only that, but you know, competition is good, right? Could could Ethereum say, "Hey, look at this dynamic um, sharding. Maybe, maybe we could do that." I mean, generally, it's open source. There's nothing uh -huh. to stop them. I, I don't know if that's in the works at all. I don't know where Ethereum is on its sharding. Nobody knows. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. But you know, to me, this competition um, just makes everybody better. So yeah, I agree. It's great for the crypto space. Awesome. All right, man. Hey, there's a, a, another project from The Crypto Masters. Tune in next time. We'll have another one. Yeah, and guys, if you like this video, like, comment, subscribe below. And also, and as always, check out thecryptomasters.com. We've got features being added. Yep, good stuff on there. All the time. Yeah, yeah. check Thanks it out. Thanks, everybody.